It's uh, White Coat Wednesday, which means we talk about the world of medicine, and Dr. Mitch Shulman is back. Nice to have you, sir. Thank you. It's nice to be back. Nice to be talking to you. All right. I almost hesitate to even ask you about this, but super gonorrhea <laughs> has reached the United States. Um, all right. Perhaps I don't even it's need not, to worry about it's this. It's not super good gonorrhea. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a superhero. It doesn't come with a cape. Nope. Okay. Um, but yeah, we knew this. Uh, a lot of bugs, whether it's tuberculosis or some of the other diseases we're dealing with, have developed increasing resistance to the antibiotics that we have available to us, and gonorrhea is no different. We've been tracking this from uh, Thailand and Southeast Asia and from other countries for a while now. It was only a matter of time until it made it to the States. There are now two cases in Massachusetts unrelated to each other, and that's what makes it a little bit more worrisome. If they were related to each other, other okay. Uh, but there are now two unrelated cases. The good news is we still do have treatments that work. The bad news is it's only a matter of time uh, until even those treatments start to fail. And so I think the key thing people need to remember is as we're getting back to a more normal social existence, and I'm not going to go into any further details, Yes. Um, STDs, STIs, whatever you want to call them, sexually transmitted diseases, illnesses, are definitely on the increase. Uh, don't point fingers. It's across the board, even in seniors. Um, and so I think the key thing is whether you're worried about becoming pregnant or not is not necessarily the issue. You should be concerned at all times about the potential transmission of a sexually transmitted illness. And there's not only the immediate pain and discomfort and risk and danger, but there's long-term effects not properly treated, because many times people get the symptoms, they don't treat it, and they think it's gone away. And the problem is the infection has gone deep and affects uh, their ability to have children, uh, can get into uh, their joints and cause joint problems and other significant issues. And people forget about syphilis, which is one of, we used to call a great imitator. It can cause a degenerative changes in the brain and in other parts of the body. So this is not something to take um, for granted. It is definitely something that must be treated. The good news is it's a lot easier to diagnose these diseases and we just a urine test can actually make the test, uh, make uh, the diagnosis, which is a lot easier than it used to be, number one. And number two, if you get on it early, it is still easier to treat. And, and the key thing is obviously prevention. And the condom or other uh, devices like that will protect you from many sexually transmitted illnesses. But at the end of the day, being aware, being proactive, and then if necessary, being treated, I think, are the key messages. A couple of interesting stories today, Dr. Mitch, about sort of day-to-day -day health, I guess we could say. Uh, a type of uh, physical activity that is being singled out that actually protects the brain more than others. What is it? Yeah, being physically active. In other words, a brisk walk, a climbing up and down the stairs, what they call moderate to vigorous physical activity. So you don't have to run a marathon. Uh, you don't have to really get your heart rate up very high. You don't have to be huffing and puffing. But just going up and down the stairs, uh, getting up and walking, a brisk activity like that. And brisk is the key word. Not vigorous, brisk. For about seven minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes a day has been shown to make a dramatic difference. And this is out of a study 
looking at people who've been followed in the UK, Wales, and Scotland since 1970. And at the age of 46, they put a device to measure how active they were, and then they uh, asked them questionnaires, and they had them do computer tests. And lo and behold, they found the people with the sharpest brains were the ones who got up and about. And of note, the biggest benefit was seen in people who had relatively sedentary jobs. And this is something that you and I have discussed on many occasions. It reinforces the need that if you have a sedentary type of job, you get up, you move around. If you have the opportunity at lunch or at the end of the day to walk the dog or walk the kids or walk the whatever, you take advantage of it. But seven to nine minutes of vigorous not overly vigorous, vigorous physical activity can make a huge difference in terms of your keeping your noodle functioning, as it were. Okay. And then there's a study from Stanford about weight loss. Tell me about that. This is fascinating. So they've been following uh, um, just under 700 people for a period of about a year to see who's going to be most successful in losing weight. And the simple message was, if you can stick to your diet, whatever your diet is, and reduce the amount of processed foods and replace them, whether it was a low-fat diet, a low-carb diet, with healthy, non-processed foods that you basically cooked yourself a lot of, you're going to do well. But what they also found was they could predict in advance who was going to be most successful at losing the weight and, more importantly, keeping it off. And it found out that there were markers in their gut. In other words, the bugs that naturally lived inside your body helped to determine how successful you are with weight loss. Now, you and I, I don't know about you, but I don't talk to my gut all that much, and I certainly don't know who's living inside me. Um, but it points to the point that it, well, it points to the fact, rather, that at some point, we are going to have to take this into consideration. And maybe specific markers that we can determine that will tell us who and what is living inside of us will help us to go on the right diet for us. And so it may become more personalized. Since that day isn't around the corner, uh, for now, the key message from this study is low-carb, low-fat, doesn't matter. Whatever you pick, stick to it. Make certain it's nutritious. Make certain it's healthy. Make certain it's calorie reduced. And make certain that you're getting a lot of what you're eating from natural, unprocessed foods. It doesn't have to be necessarily organic, but the idea being that fruits and vegetables and nuts rather than heavily processed foods. All right. Thanks, Dr. Mitch. Good stuff. A pleasure. Great talking to you, huh?